Alright guys, welcome back to Between the Stitches Baseball Only Show, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. My name is Ryan, we got a great episode for you guys today, and we had to fire up Between the Stitches again. Not that we weren't going to in the past, but we had to get it in because we had some boots on the ground, potentially insider information, at the MLB Winter Meetings. On top of that, there's been some huge, huge, huge signings in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about all of it. And we'll get the inside information that you guys are all hoping to get. So, without further ado, let's get into this episode of Between the Stitches, MLB Winter Meetings Edition. Welcome to Between the Stitches, part of the Phenomenal Fan Media Group. Two former college teammates talking about what they know best, baseball. Let's go! Right, here we go. Here we go. We've got some significant free agents to keep track of. In the meantime, we know about it already. Aaron Judge to the Yankees. Jose Abreu to the Astros. Kershaw back to the Dodgers. The Mets get Justin Verlander. The Phillies get Trey Turner. The Cardinals just got Wilson Contreras. The Rangers got Jacob DeGrom. Huge, 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 huge. Wanted to talk all the numbers and quickly discuss what it means for the rest of the baseball landscape. All right, and we'll talk about that. In general, because if you want to know how to improve your team, if you want to know how to increase profits and compete with bigger market teams and subsequently become a bigger and subsequently become a bigger market team. Take a look at the San Diego Padres. Their owner, since he's taken over, has committed hundreds of millions of dollars to players to help improve their team. It's worked out very well for them so far. They're building up to what could potentially be a World Series run. They probably still need a few pieces, right? But at the end of the day, they're spending more. They're succeeding on the field putting out a better product, drawing bigger crowds, making more money so that they can continue to spend a lot. And all in all, bringing in more money for the ownership. It's a win-win-win. The owners win. The team wins by getting better. The players, uh, all right, let me say this. The owner himself, the owner of the team wins by making more money. The players on the team win by actually winning on the field, and the fans win because they get a better product, higher quality, 
And it's all good for the sport. We love baseball on this show. And the bad news for the Padres is that they've offered $340 million contract to Trey Turner. They've offered, uh, well, a, according to initial reports, they offered $400 million to Aaron Judge. That report may be a bit exaggerated because other reports have came out saying that the offer to the the official offer to Aaron Judge never actually came for $400 million. Nevertheless, these types of numbers are being floated around. These are all offers coming from the San Diego Padres. The Padres have always been a middle-of-the-pack team as far as win, uh, win, wins and losses and payroll. And the only thing that's made them better is that their owner has committed to spending more money. And look at this. They're way better than what they used to be. Now, depending on how much money they're actually going to get committed and the success that they see in the future, which looks sustainable considering the foundation they've built, they're only going to get better. Their payroll is only going to get higher. They're only going to be more competitive. And they're going to turn themselves from a small to medium market team into a big market franchise. And then the only way you can cap that off, put the icing on the cake, solidify yourself, is by winning a championship. Or two. Or three. You win a championship, then it it justifies all the decisions being made by ownership, by the general manager, the large signings, the huge financial commitments, right? So if the Padres can find a way to add another piece or two that really puts them over the hump and puts them in that top three of the league conversation, then they may find themselves as a future big market franchise come in the 2030s, even the late 2022s, or even in the late 2020s. It's a great decision by them. And um, overall, man, I think the money that's being committed to some of these guys is absolutely bonkers, bananas. The Mets have like a $390 million payroll. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, a lot of that will come off the books for them when Max Scherzer's done uh, with his two-year or three-year contract. And they, like I said, they just signed just, Justin Verlander to a two-year deal averaging like 40-something, over $40 million a year. Once those two come off, of course, they'll be in a little bit better spot, but they still got guys like Lindor tied up for 30 plus million a year for the next eight or nine years. So Steve Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, Peter Seidler, the owner of the San Diego Padres, both of them are contributing very positively to the game of baseball. And we appreciate them for that because these owners, all these owners can afford it. They can all afford to shell out the payroll it would take to be at least competitive. It's just that they choose not to. And we talked about it in our Phenomenal Fan Podcast about how these teams are going to be losing their fan bases. They're going to be forced to relocate, right? I mean, the Rays, realistically, could easily end up in uh, Montreal. They could end up to going to Nashville. Um, Oakland, same thing. Could easily end up moving to... Somewhere in the Midwest, Salt Lake City, Vegas, probably more so, more likely Vegas than anything. Point is, man, these owners on those types of teams, you have to have a certain amount of at least capital or um, 
resources to become an owner of a big league team. Problem is these guys buy it, they become owners, and then they get outdated by inflation. They get overmatched by the market in the league and what guys are signing for. Can't keep up with it and then just decide, well, screw it. I'm just going to operate on a profit priority basis, and that just doesn't work if the team is going – if you want your team to be good. You want to worry about profits. I mean, these guys make profits alone by the TV contracts they make. And then when you keep payroll down and don't pay anybody – like the Oakland A's and Tampa Bay Rays do, you you can turn a profit over still. So sucks for those fan bases, and I'm sorry that you guys are going through that. I am a Padres fan. I have been a Padres fan my entire life, having been born and raised in San Diego. So I'm happy to be affiliated with this team at the moment. And this is the first time that I've been able to say that in a really long time. I mean, if go before probably 2006, 17, or 18, right, when we get Machado and Tatis. But overall, I am so proud to be a Padres fan. And I would think that owners would want the same thing for their fans. They would want their fans to be proud. And if I was a Rays fan, or if I was an Oakland A's fan, or Cincinnati Reds fan, or a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, I would not be proud to root for my team. So I feel bad for those guys. I completely understand, you know, any angst that would be coming out of those fan bases. Um, and they had none of those teams that I mentioned have been active on the on the free agent market or during the winter meetings. Um, speaking of winter meetings, San Diego hosts winter meetings this season or this off season, I should say. Uh, it's not the first time. It's been in San Diego a few different times. The winter meetings, mostly because in December, the nicest or one of the nicest cities uh, that also hosts a major league team is San Diego. And you hear it every year from members of the media. You hear it from executives. You hear it from just anybody in baseball who finds themselves at the winter meetings. That San Diego is just perfect. So it's a great host venue. As a uh, San Diegan growing up, I can attest to how great the weather is year-round. And when that happens, and when these winter meetings go down, it's a really unique opportunity and experience for people in the game. People that want to be covering it, people that talk about it, people like myself. You got guys like, you know, John Boy Media. You got, um, well, there's a few other guys. I mean, I can't think of any specifics off the top of my head except for our boy Famed Friar. So, Famed Fryer and I know each other from just in the past with uh, streaming some some video games and stuff that happened over COVID, but he's a huge Padres fan. I'm a huge Padres fan. We've stayed connected. We both have the ultimate goal of, you know, providing people with the information, commentary on Major League Baseball, things of that nature. Um, he is located in San Diego, and he's found himself at the winter meetings over the last couple of days, and we wanted to bring him on with a call here to get the inside scoop, get the vibe, get some insider information if he has any, and also just, you know, the general experience he's had in San Diego at the winter meetings at the Hyatt. I think it's the Hyatt Hotel or the Grand Hyatt Hotel in downtown San Diego, a few blocks from from Petco Park. He's been there. He's interviewed a few different people in the in the media realm for baseball. He's gotten some pictures. He's heard some scuttlebutt. So we wanted to bring him in 
and get his his take and everything else. So let's bring in famed Fryer, uh, and hopefully you guys enjoy this this conversation we have. On the phone with me here on the Between the Stitches podcast, baseball only show, is the notorious famed Fryer. Go check him out on YouTube at famed Fryer, right? I mean, is that uh yeah. On socials uh, everywhere yep, else. Yep, yep, famed Fryer. Um he's been yep. boots on the ground in San Diego at the winter meetings. Uh what's the hotel that everybody's walking around in? The Hyatt. The Hyatt. Got it. Okay. And mm-hmm. for those of you guys that don't know, I mean it's a few blocks from Peco Park, uh the likes of which are featuring <laughs> I know you've ran into the John Boy Media guys. You've ran into um, a lot of Padres media, but also the big time guys. The MLB Network has their their one of their sets in the lobby. Different podcasts, different radio stations. Who's the uh, who's the coolest guy you've seen so far? Um, I gotta I gotta go with uh, Talking Jake. He was probably the nicest guy I've met so far. Really good guy can't say enough positive things about him um yeah there's just it's a lot of people you know it's a lot of people it's a big event the biggest event of the off season yeah for sure have you seen uh have you seen ken rosenthal passing any of those guys john morosi yeah they make their appearances um i would say i've seen i didn't see morosi at all the first day but uh he's been a lot more frequented past two days i feel like i've ran into him several times uh you know same thing they're all they're all just kind of lurking that's the best way to describe it is they're, they're lurking and they're all they're all just on the phone right walking around with texts and calls and all kinds of stuff yeah for, for sure i mean i don't think i've seen Patson not on his phone yeah uh, so i would say the only person i can really think of that was kind of you know, not not too much on his phone, but really engaging with people is uh, Nightingale. Oh, Nightingale, nice. Yeah, I know Bob's mm-hmm. Bob's kind of a meme guy though. He's a he's a he's a cult icon in in the baseball community. Um, so yesterday, were you in the hotel when uh, Heyman sends out the tweet that Judge is going to the Giants? I was, but a more interesting thing was I was going up to talk to Heyman while he was typing the, the Josh Bell tweet. Oh, okay. He was typing. I was about to talk to him about something, and then he was like, listen, listen, guy, give me like five minutes. I, I got, something's about to go down. And I looked around, and I saw Passon on the phone, and I looked again, and I saw Rosenthal running somewhere, and I was like, oh, like something's about to happen. And sure enough, that signing happens. So it was Bell then that, that broke, not – not judge did the judge tweet he sent out did that come after bell yeah i came about an hour afterwards um yeah i saw gabe kapler right after it was announced i was like oh like this must be pretty legit and then just kapler was smiling he was cracking jokes and then all of a sudden he answered his phone and then he just disappeared damn so there must have been something must have like leaked out uh that shouldn't have i'm guessing right it's because you're you've been in the lobby in general right in that situation so like you just described josh bell news obviously that's not as big as some of the other ones but like when you're in the hotel and you're in the lobby and you're mingling or you're just around the people and like have you been in there since like a decent sized piece of news has broke like 
are people walking around it, like is it start to murmur a little it, bit it, like what kind of happens it, it def- the action definitely picks up i was interviewing sam levitt the guy that does the pre and post yeah, yeah. on the radio and that was in the and i put my phone down and after the interview i checked my phone again went straight onto twitter and it said 40 seconds ago trey turner signed with the phillies oh damn. there was like this like feeling in the building when that happened um it was like you know like it gets a little anxious it gets there's a lot of anxiety yesterday especially because i'm right next to yes network and yes network was really anxious it's it like felt really anxious with the judge news because it seems like at a point that judge to the giants was destined to happen yeah when um so I know today's the last day people are starting to pack up, maybe make their way out of there. Um, but you've been there for a couple of days in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it might be going to Vegas next year, the, the winter meetings for baseball, but in general, whether it's San Diego or Vegas or anywhere as a young, I don't know what you would call yourself baseball, if anything, more than just, you know, an enthusiast, but also content creator, um, sort of reporter, I guess you could say. Um, but whatever you want to call yourself, would you recommend people trying to get down there and go to a, a something like the winter meetings where there's all these different people that you could reach out to and come across? I mean, it, it, it all depends on what you're, what you want to do. You know, if you want to go in and be a fan, I mean, that's, that's great for 10 minutes. You can walk around, you know, there's a lot of ex players that are in the lobby, for example, Jose Batista, I've ran into several times, Yasiel Puig. Like, you know, there's a lot of ex-players that walk around. Um, but, I mean, it, 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 how long you stay all depends on your goals of what you want to accomplish being there. Um, like you said already, the winter meetings are in Vegas next year. But they, the GM meetings, I believe, are in San Diego. I think the Major League Baseball is doing a thing where they're kind of alternating both because this year the GM meetings were in Vegas. So it's kind of like an okay. alternation sort of thing. Sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I just asked because it doesn't really seem like one of those events or one of those things where, <clears throat> as a fan, you could just go in. I mean, I guess you could run across people, like you said, but it's not. there's not much of, like, an entertainment value to it. Or, like, there's not – I don't feel like enough players or people there that, like, as a fan, you'd want to see – and wait for it to get like autographs with, but there's a lot of media people pass in. Like I said, Rosenthal, yeah. Heyman, you mentioned the yes network guys, John boy. So like, if you're somebody who wants to come across those types of people or do what you're doing, which is get involved in the, in the baseball media community, I'm assuming you'd recommend trying to get there at least once in your life. Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely cool. I mean, it, you know how much of a fan you are of the off product side of baseball kind of decides how much you want to come to these meetings um you know the bigger the bigger the fan you are the the more you'll find it exciting i mean it, but the like the excitement factor like i said it just all depends yeah for sure and then i know we were messaging back and forth before we hopped on but you said uh you got info what's you got any new info um well, the big thing that I was going to say was you're talking about the judge thing. The, the judge the judge news with the Giants, that was that was found out early, early Tuesday night, late, late Monday night. So apparently around 2 a.m., Nightingale got a scoop that judge was going to supposedly going to the Giants. I mean, let's be honest, they all tweeted it out. Am I wrong? That's yeah, yeah. 
Um, just, he had that, but he just didn't want to drop the ball on it because he was unclear if that was truly the case. And then I don't know. I mean, I can't speak for the guy, but I'm, I'm guessing he just kind of saw all the other people talking about it. So he jumped in on it because he heard something similar. But that's that's kind of the more interesting thing from that side of things. But in terms of Padre baseball right now, um, I would say that Prowler's going to make a last-ditch effort to spend this surplus of money that Seidler's willing to give him. Um, and I think he's going to go in on Correa or Bogarts. Okay. That's, uh, I mean, that's what everyone's hoping as far as Padre fans are concerned. Uh, what's the what's the vibe down there when hearing or talking about the Padres and like the the absolutely just jumbo contracts that they've reportedly at least discussed? I know with Judge they talked about how the offer was never really official, the four hundred million, but the Trey Turner one sounds like it was. What are people talking about with the Padres? Like, whoa, this is crazy, or like, is it not surprising at this point yeah. knowing Seidler's a psychopath <laughs> and Preller's aggressive? Uh... Yeah, it's, I mean, like I said, being surrounded by the other media, kind of listening in to their shows because they're always, you know, they're broadcasting. But like the the A's media, they they consistently were talking about how shocked they are that the Padres are willing to go all in, and it, it's you know it's it's a thing where I think the Padres at the the apex of their window. You know, I think this is this year and next year are the years to do it. If you 100%. want to win the World Series. The, the Dodgers are slowly falling off. The Giants are like trying to put it together, but it's it's kind of unclear what they're doing. I mean, if they got Judge and let's say or Correa or someone would be like, okay, the Giants are they're starting to head back. Uh, you know, the Rockies are kind of in this limbo too. The only team that really scares me and and past that two year mark right now is the Diamondbacks, to be honest. So I think you got this year and next year, and Sidler's just going to go all in. I mean. Obviously, you're not you're not signing Trey Turner to be great for eleven years. You're not signing Aaron Judge to be great for nine years. You're signing him to be great for the next three to four years. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Um, I mean, lastly, I mean, if you had anything, what do you think? I know you caught up with like just baseball guys. You had your you asked him kind of your predictions or you know what he thinks is going to happen with all these different free agents. I think he said Judge to the Yankees. I think he said. Uh, Bogarts to the Cubs. Uh, we've seen mm-hmm. developments as we were recording this about like Bogarts and the Red Sox picking up momentum, <laughs> yeah. but nobody knows for mm-hmm. sure. Um, what if the Padres don't get Bogarts and they don't get Correa? No, none of the shortstops. Do we trade? Do we, do we trade for Sean Murphy? Do we? try to sign Rodon like what what do you think the best next move is uh i think the best next move if we don't get the, the shortstops yeah so the the moves i would make you know if you lose out on the major shortstop market i would avoid Dansby Swanson i'll start with that um so you wouldn't would include say, you wouldn't include Dansby in that major shortstop market i mean Dansby's a super marketable player and that's going to factor into the value of his contract but like in terms of he's not on field the tier. product, yeah, he's not on he's not in the same league as these guys. But in terms of on field product, I mean he's he's Ha Song Kim with just a little bit better of hitting. He I mean he peaked at the right time right on a contract year, so sure. it's, it's really not worth the risk. Um, but I think I think the guy to sign is uh, 
Brandon Nimmo. And if we're going, like I said, with that $400 million budget that we supposedly were willing to offer Judge, I'll say you sign Rodon as well. So you get Nimmo, Rodon, maybe one more starter, maybe another hitter. I don't know, like, a uh, let's say, for example, hmm, here's a good example here. Maybe like a... Like a, I mean, Brandon Drury. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say Drury knows San Diego, or or maybe a trade for that for Murphy. I know we've kind of offloaded our prospects, but uh, what about like a Michael Brantley type guy? Like maybe a little bit cheaper, older, but still productive. I think Brantley's gonna have a surprise value in the market. I think he's gonna have a decent value, but um, I would say that you know. Brandon Jury seems like the most likely option. I'm, I I could see it. His his value is super expensive right now. It's going to happen very soon. What about uh, last question for you? What have you heard, or what what's uh, if there's anything down there that we don't know about about uh, Kodai Sango from Japan? I actually got to catch up with his agent. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is his agent's Wolf. You know, guy that represents Arenado. Yeah, represents Stan. He's a big time guy. And the one thing I'll say is I asked him about the Padres and he, he kind of just threw me a smirk. He didn't really say anything. He just kind of threw me a smirk and it wasn't like a smirk, like, like you're going to be surprised what's coming. It was kind of smirk. Like they're embarrassing my client with their offers. That, that was my take. Oh, huh, interesting. Cause I, I mean, but, uh, I, was, I know he's, they've talked about like, he wants to be on a winner. Right. I mean, they want to yeah. be, they want to win. And the Padres are certainly in that category. Uh, but I mean, is it, <clears throat> I don't know. Like it, that'd be hard to, to think that the money would be an issue considering all the money they've just thrown around, but um, they're a winner. They got the money and everything else. Um, so I thought the Padres would try to go after him. And you I mean, we they talked about it before, like, He's coming from uh, Japan, and we picked up Robert Suarez from Japan. We picked up Nick Martinez from Japan. We got Yu Darvish on our team, who's obviously Japanese. So I thought it was a great fit. So I'm surprised that they're not mixed into that talk a little bit more. And maybe that smirk you got was like, I don't know, maybe they're his favorite, or maybe, yeah, like you said, it's the worst. Who knows? Um, but Yeah, I mean, the big thing with talking about Sanga is, I mean, at least personally, I didn't know Sanga that well. I knew he wanted a a, a five year deal coming over, and I kind of, the more I researched him, obviously he's a great pitcher. But the original guess was he was going to get like a a Yusei Kikuchi contract, you know, and that that contract with the market and just the buzz around the guy's gone from being a contract that was you know, around 15 million a year. So now we're talking 25 million a year for him. For a guy that's never pitched in Major League Baseball, that's that's a lot of money. And he wants five or six years, right? I mean, he wants a sizable financial and time commitment. Uh, so interesting. Well, yeah. Well, Famed uh, is on the ground, like we said. Famed Fryer, go check him out on social media. I'm pretty sure it's just at Famed Fryer everywhere. Uh, check his YouTube channel out, Famed Fryer. He's got exclusive Padre coverage and also general baseball coverage, uh, reaction videos, stuff like that. He and I share the deep love and passion for the Padres, but also try to mm-hmm. stay partially uh, <laughs> unbiased towards the rest of the league. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That being said, you know, hopefully the Padres do pick up a big name or two just so that we can have something to uh, 
to talk about a little bit more as this baseball season needs to hurry up and come. So we appreciate yeah. famed uh, taking the time on the ground in the, in the battlefield of the Hyatt <laughs> in downtown San Diego. But if he hears anything else, I'm sure he'll he'll put out some uh, eyeball emojis on Twitter and and uh, and then I'll DM Something. him and say what's the deal. So uh, famed, <laughs> yeah. appreciate it, brother. And um, let's get let's get Xander if we can pull it off. Sounds good. Thank you All so right. much. Cool, for man. Having me on. Yeah. See you, man. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to Between the Stitches, episode 23. Judge to the Yankees. Apparently, the Padres are rich. Still haven't gotten all the large, large, large free agents settled. And I'm sure that will happen here, I'm hoping, in the next day or two. I'm hoping the Padres make a big splash. In the meantime, they're set up for success. They have some other priorities that they need to get straight, like Juan Soto. And if they want to extend him, the pitching situation contracts running out at the end of this year etc etc so either way guys hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of between the stitches episode 23 and uh, we'll catch you guys next time with some more free agency updates at some point uh in the next few days so thanks for tuning in as always and uh, we'll catch you guys later thanks for listening to between the stitches follow phenomenal fan media on social media for more and subscribe on patreon for exclusive content